Hello, welcome to Life as We See It podcast. On this episode, we talked about money, how to make money, how to save money, um, how to invest money, the different ways you can have your money working for you. Um, on this episode, we also had our very first guest who is a financial expert. Um, he has varied experience in insurance industry, um, in the banking industry, with operational risk, financial risk. He was a very rich discussion. You know, we delved into cryptocurrency, um, delved into real estate, into stock, stock saving for retirement, 401k, IRA, Roth IRA. It was a packed episode. And get this, we also had little kiddos in the studio with us. So you're going to hear a lot of noise, a lot of background, you know, chatter here and there. Um, yeah, it was a fun, fun um, episode. Please bear with us. Um, hope you enjoy it. Please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this. Um, please comment, like, follow us. Really appreciate your support. Thank you. Enjoy. Welcome to Life As We See It podcast with A&A. So today we have a very interesting topic. We'll be talking about money. And we have a very important guest with us, our very first time guest. And as you know, um, Zuki is also here with us. Yes. Hello, people. We have our guests. And without wasting time, let's go ahead and introduce our guests. Oh, okay. Well, my name is Amechi Okoye. Um, I'm the father of two beautiful young boys and a husband to beautiful wife, who's Amaka. And um, thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. So like Amaka mentioned, we're going to be talking about money, money management, mm-hmm. how to make money, how to save money, how to invest money. But before we do that, Amichi, please, can you just give us a brief background about yourself, who you are, what you do? Yes. uh, Like I said, my name is Amichi Okoye. I've um, been in the United States for close to over 20 years now. Mm. Um, When I first came here, I went, I first came here for school, like most Nigerians do. I went to the University of Concordia, uh, which was a Lutheran school. Uh, university. What was a Lutheran school, sorry? Uh, Lutheran is, is more like a Christian school, uh, similar to like, you know, Catholic schools, but this is a Lutheran. Um, so, um, denomination. Um, so yeah, I went to Concordia University, Wisconsin, to be more specific. Uh, I graduated with a degree in finance. Um, after graduating from the University of Concordia, I moved out to California. Um, oh. Got a job out in uh, nationwide insurance. Worked within the insurance industry for a while before moving up to Portland, Oregon. Um, went to the University of Portland, Portland State, to be specific. Uh, got my post-bachelor degree in accounting. Uh, currently, I work within the banking industry as a financial risk consultant uh, i basically handle operational risk manage operational risk pertaining to the bank consulting the bank in terms of handling regulations that are being possibly violated by employees and things of that nature 
So that's basically my background in a nutshell, for the most part. That's a very rich background. Very, mm. very rich. Very rich background. Wow, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that's a very rich background. Thanks for sharing that with us. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. So that's a lot of finance, the insurance, financial risk, operational risk. That is like all around, you know, money. <laughs> money things. Yeah. So, Ziki, did you have any questions? Yes, or? yes. So, Amechi, um, for instance, we uh, have been here, like you said, you've been here for a, a long time. I've also been here, and Amaka has also been here for a long time. So, um, can you help us, you know, advise or give, like, good advice on what, how we can save and invest? Because as immigrants, we didn't grow up, you know, with that culture of savings, right? So, I know it was until I moved here to the U United States, I started hearing about things like generational wealth. How you know families you know build wealth for their children you know and they teach them to start saving even from childhood like having uh, what was it called piggy bank where you can just save your quarters or pennies you know and it builds over time um, but growing back home we didn't really have that culture I, ne I don't think I ever had anyone sit me down to say hey this is what you should do with money this is how you should save um, and savings in Nigeria is probably a bit different like when I worked in Nigeria I, I didn't always save. I know I there were always things to do with money that came up, right? So I didn't have that culture of saying, okay, you know what? Regardless of what happens, I have to have this percentage that goes into savings, into investment. Um, that was a long-winded question, but if you can just help, you know, help shed more light onto, you know, what savings, why we should save, the importance of savings, how savings here in the U.S. probably as immigrants is beneficial and is different than how we do in Nigeria. And I'm still going on the long road. For instance. For us as immigrants, we have families, friends back home that sometimes we even support, right? So at the end of the month, at the end of the month, you have your income and you don't necessarily... Um, the first thing that comes to your mind is to, you know, like send that money back home, right? Mm -hmm. So savings is the last on your mind. So how can you advise immigrants to, you know, be more conscious about savings and all that? Yeah, I, yeah as, I think it's very important for us Christians, even as a Christian, I think, for us to save. So we have our little one here. So he's here to keep us company. So, <laughs> hello, Paul. You want to say, come on, introduce yourself. <laughs> yeah, I think, like I said, I think for us, even as Christians, we I think it's highly important that we 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 encourage one another in terms of saving and saving even for retirement. Uh, I think that something even for someone like myself growing up in Nigeria, it's it's not even within our custom or culture to encourage our youngsters to like hey you need to save 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 you know i think the one thing i got from my dad growing up was oh you need to be prudent with your money but there wasn't that encouragement of, oh you need to set money aside for retirement but be prudent with your money i think that's the one thing that most nigerians need to start learning and having that sense of a basically adapting to that notion of having to save beyond just being prudent with your money. Um, I think for me coming here, I had to learn the hard way because when I first came to America, you know, it was as if I just got dropped off, got dropped, you know, and, and now set, set to, you know, left to fend for myself, you know. So I had to learn things the hard way. I learned, you know, I had mistakes that I... I uh, I made and you know you learn from your mistakes and you become a better better person. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I think saving is highly important. Mm -hmm. You know I think for me, you know I think 
want to i understand if, i want to save for retirement but beyond saving for retirement mm-hmm. as a christian mm-hmm. i want to actually be able to make time to serve god wow. so if you're able to even save for mm-hmm. that for your ret- early retirement mm-hmm. eventually i can just easily say you know what now that i have more time on my hands mm-hmm. i can use that extra time to to, to, to serve, go, to, to go do restraining work, do something, do something that could help out within the community, mm-hmm. but get towards, mm-hmm. you know, helping people come to Christ in in an essence. So, okay. That's good. <clears throat> yeah. because at the end of the day, when they get older too, they need to be able to be able to handle money, because mm-hmm. money can come to anyone easily, and it can easily. Go right. with the blink of an eye if you're not right. careful with how you're sp- yeah. if you're not prudent if you're not careful mm-hmm. how you're spending. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard of lottery winners making hundreds of millions of dollars, mm-hmm. and within a year, all that money is gone. And when the question comes up, how, you know, what happened to all that money? Mm-hmm. Most of them will tell you, well, I wasn't educated enough to handle mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. I wasn't educated. No yeah. one taught me. So, yeah, like, like like I said, so most of them, when they when they, when the question comes mm-hmm. up, like, how, why is it, how yeah. come you weren't able to handle that much money mm-hmm. that was given to you? And they tell you, oh, well, I, I didn't grow up with money. My, mm-hmm. my parents didn't teach us how to manage mm-hmm. money. They didn't teach us how to save. Mm-hmm. none of that came up yeah that's true and i think it's an african thing and you know i don't know if it's because from earlier before we became like fully civilized that you know um we used things like trade by barter right mm-hmm. so people didn't have like physical money but they somehow were able to still trade i don't know if that's where it stems from um but yeah savings is very important like you said saving for retirement saving for rainy day you know saving for rainy days rainy saving day. for an, an emergency, for an emergency yeah. you know yeah. and just saving to you know use your money to work for you and work mm. for god as well yeah. you know that's true that's true so i think my next my question is so how would you differentiate saving because now i, I normally need like financial books over here like emergency fund mm-hmm. so what's different between your personal saving and an emergency fund I think you, there are two distinct different things. Like an emergency fund is money that you can have immediately that you can liquidate right away without having to worry about closing this account or reaching out to the financial company and saying, oh, I need this money. And they're like, okay, we're going to tax you this much, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you can have separate accounts for that. You can have personal savings where you're just saving for an emergency or in case you have an expense that you're trying to 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 make down the road that's what you can save for <clears throat> a retirement account is something that you set aside for retirement. for retirement you know okay. so i would always encourage anyone if they're trying to to set something up you can one set up obviously your checking account where you have your bills and all that all that you your expenses go to and um, a personal savings account where you mm-hmm. where you can have your emergency funds personal savings towards something that you're trying to save for down the road if it's a house money for a down payment for a house or whatever and then like a retirement account like a, a, a 401k or or a obviously 401k and IRA account which I would always recommend people always set up what's the IRA and, and I, how is it different than Roth IRA okay 
Well, and well, and the the Roth IRA is basically your, um, the Roth IRA is more like after tax income that you're setting towards retirement. Okay, so with the traditional four one k, they don't take tax. They don't take. Pre, they don't take. Um, yeah, pre tax. But it's pre tax. It's post tax. It's post tax. Yes, after tax. It's more money for you. It's. It, it doesn't make a difference. Okay. You can have both. Yeah. You can have both. Mm -hmm. The problem with uh, the four one k is that um, the four one k. You you sort of. You pay tax in the future. You pay tax in the future, but also. The, the company who's managing your fund, you have a company who's your the company, for instance, that you're that's that has it set up through yeah. you, you have it set up with are the ones managing the funds mm -hmm. for you. So there's not much you can do in terms of how to manage your 401k, okay. Um, but for an IRA for a Roth account, mm -hmm. uh -huh. you have the flexibility of. Placing your money where you want to spend, where you want it to go. Like, if I want to just say, okay, I'm going to set up this account yeah. and I want to use all the funds to buy, say, Google stock. <laughs> you know, you can do that. Okay. So you can do your own trading. You can do your own trading and all that stuff okay. with your own account. But with a 401k, you're not, you don't have yeah. that flexibility to do that. You know. so whichever money, whichever target fund they put your money mm -hmm. that's where. <clears throat> so, that's interesting. I mean, um, saving, so it's necessary, it's important. And so, when it comes to investment and savings, right, is it, um, does um, amounts have you know, is it relevant in the sense that someone might say, Oh, I don't make so much, I don't make six figure, mm -hmm. I don't have enough to save, right? True. Is that an excuse? Should any can anyone save? Can anyone invest? I think anyone can save, and just saying, just because you're not making this much money at, at you know, at whatever stage in your life whatever stage you're in in life to me is not really a good excuse you can always start off small there's nothing is so yeah no company is going to tell you oh oh i only have 10 bucks to be investing every month and no one's going to say no we're not going to take that investment they're going to say hey, that's fine that's enough to, to get you going you know so when it comes to saving so apart from your Emergency funds you just talked about and um, savings. What else can you put your money in? Like before we started, I think I mentioned cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. There's been so much talk about it, and I don't know much about it. So, can you throw more light on crypto and how you can make money um, via crypto? Yeah, so I think we cryptocurrency, I think cryptocurrency is something that if you're our little visitor, <laughs> like if, if you're at a certain stage in your life where you're making sensible, reasonable income mm -hmm. and you have enough money to set aside each month mm -hmm. for retirement, it's always recommended, in my opinion, to at least set aside at least 10% of that towards cryptocurrency. Mm. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. 10, 10 or 5%. It's like a financial type. Because it's a high risk. Cryptocurrency is an extremely high risk. Oh, sorry, I think I missed. So 10% or 5% of your... Total net income. Not total net. The total. In, after no, no. Total. If you're what you're setting aside for retirement. Okay, for oh. retirement. Mm -hmm. okay. So if so you're like, if I'm. Yeah. So if you're putting like five hundred, say for instance, you're putting five hundred dollars mm -hmm. towards retirement okay. each yeah. month. Mm -hmm. Ten percent of that is fifty. Yeah. So you at least yeah. you should go to crypto. The reason why is obviously it's a very high risk investment. Mm -hmm. 
you know it's a sort of investment and it goes goes up and then it can come down to just the, like stocks like just like stock but mm-hmm. cryptocurrency is a higher higher risk mm-hmm. you know is it because it's, volatile? it's extremely it's extremely volatile okay cryptocurrency is extremely volatile okay but when you're in making investments into cryptocurrency mm-hmm. you know what i would always say is just put the money there I don't even bother looking at it yeah. because if you're constantly worrying and looking at it, you're going to have a heart attack or, oh, yes. or high blood pressure worried about. But, you yeah. know, it's something that you just want to, if you're every month, $50 every month, just do it. Put in there, just forget about it. Wow. You know. And I think for me, what has helped me, like when we're talking about like savings, yeah. is like if you feel like you're expended, like you spend all your money or when, or you don't make as much, mm-hmm. it's helpful from my own experience to just yeah. like not even see the money at all. So basically, do a like easy deposit where they just yeah, take the money immediately. You. It comes like when they pay your, your salary or your business. <laughs> They just take out maybe fifty pa of ten dollars yeah. from your account. That way you're not even seeing it to even yeah. spend. Yeah. You understand? I think it's helpful that yeah. way. Yeah. And I know that there are some other traditional methods people do. People do like all this adjour where mm. people come together yes. and like ten people they put in money, money and then yeah. um, at a certain period they get a lump sum of whatever was saved. Yes. So I think um there are different ways to look at it yes. yeah there are different ways and i think we also we, to add to cryptocurrency if you're going yeah. to to invest in that if you're new into cryptocurrency you always want to i would recommend just take it to the top two um top two investments which is two year old <laughs> which is two year old <laughs> energy we need that <laughs> uh, which is um bitcoin and um, ethereum mm-hmm. Uh, you can never go wrong with those two. I mean, I've been invested in cryptocurrency since, I would say, since 2016. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a long time. That's a long time. And I've invested in multiple currencies. Okay. Some that have failed, some that have... Is Dogecoin still? Dogecoin still. I knew when it came out, it was like, people were really going for it. People were, you know, yeah, people were going for it when it was, for, when it was FOMO. What the FOMO is what we call that's F U F F FOMO fear of missing out. Oh FOMO, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when the price of Dogecoin was going up, that's when people tend to jump in. Okay. And then when they now start jumping in and the price goes up, up and up and up to when it gets to a certain point and it people just selling and then it it's just crashing. Down. And then all of a sudden everyone starts regretting their investment. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what that's the problem with uh, um, with cryptocurrencies that people invest based on emotions, and I always recommend never invest based on your emotion. If you're going to invest in it, invest in it without worrying about if the price is going up or going down. Okay. You know. So, question about that, right? So, for instance, if for stock investors, before you invest in any company, you look at the company's financials, you look at how profitable they are, what their right. projections are. Right? right, right. So, okay, this company is profitable. So, for crypto, and that's one thing I still can't catch about, like, what are you, like, what are you basing your investment on? You said don't be emotional with your investment, but what am I, is it because I see it's going up, what's the future? Are there different companies that come together, like, can you just demystify what crypto is? <laughs> how you make money? If I have, for instance, if I have stock, I know that I can sell some of my stock, 
get my money and go buy something so with crypto how, how digital coin right right okay like for instance with like bitcoin like bitcoin for instance is the number one cryptocurrency mm -hmm. okay. out there and there with crypto and the, the beauty about cryptocurrency is that mm -hmm. you cannot duplicate it you cannot fudge it you cannot add add to it like inflation okay it's not like the naira so where you it's not necessarily regulated mm -hmm. but the people who set up bitcoin set it up in such a way that there's only going to be a finite number of currencies mm -hmm. So it's not going to exceed, I believe the number is 26 or 20, between 23 and 23, 26 million, <coughs> 26 million currencies. So with that in itself, you know that you're not going to exceed that number. Okay. So based on that notion, the value over time mm -hmm. will go up, okay. you know, because the demand for it is... So the demand is pushing, driving the price. Price up because okay. there's only going to be a finite number. Mm -hmm. And each year they pr it, it prints new currencies. Okay. It's reducing the supply. Okay. You know. So when that, these are digital currencies. They're, they're not digital. Physical, right? They're not physical. They're digital. Mm -hmm. But even with it being digital, it's still finite. Okay. It's not going to exceed a certain amount. A certain certain. amount. Okay. And once it hits that certain amount, that's it. It, it stops. Okay. You know. And what people do is that when they invest in Bitcoin, mm -hmm. they hold on to it. Okay. They don't spend it. It's like gold. It's like digital gold. Okay. You know, when people buy gold, you know, as an investment, they don't just sell it. They just store it for a rainy day mm -hmm. as the value goes up. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing with digital currency. currency. Okay. And Bitcoin in particular is digital gold. Okay. So as you hold a portion of it, you're actually holding digital gold because okay. eventually over time even though the, the price of it fluctuates up and down over time it's going to go up because okay. the supply is going down okay so if i wanted to if i wanted to tap out like i want to i need money and i want to you know get some money how do i are there people like you know how in the, on the floor they trade stock right so is there a place where you can trade for that Bitcoin and if I can, if I buy, if I want to sell to you, is it just that I transfer money to you and then you transfer your Bitcoin to me? Right. You can have what's called like a, a digital wallet, wallet. Okay. you know, like she has like when we, when I first started, I started off with the most basic one, Coinbase. Mm -hmm. Coinbase is a cryptocurrency financial institution. Mm -hmm. They handle, they do trading. They do financial investments in cryptocurrencies and various okay. currencies, <coughs> and they also store. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, there's there's several um, companies that one can establish with without having to worry about regulatory regulatory problems. Mm -hmm. You can set up a Coinbase account, mm -hmm. uh, a Coinbase account, and from a Coinbase account, you can also have you can set up a wallet. Mm -hmm. So if a, a wallet account. So if you ever need to send, if you ever need to send um, someone, say Nigeria currency, <coughs> you can easily do that without having to worry about it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And so when you send them that currency, they can then go and can they go to the bank to convert the currency to money? That's where my that's where no, I keep going. I know. To. Like, how do you? No, I I don't think right now, especially in America here, it's not uh, um, 
I don't banks are not required to invest in um, wow. cryptocurrencies at the moment. So let's say you're carrying one million dollar crypto or Bitcoin. That's it's just yeah you can like you go to one of the financial institutions okay. that are regulated by the united states okay. and either if you want to if you can either throw your your money in there and change it through them okay okay mm-hmm. so that's what i'm trying to say okay so you can you can give them the bitcoin and they exchange the money, give you the they, money yes money and then when you change they can give you the equivalent in dollar and if you have like a financial bank, like say um, U.S. bank or wh- mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. you can transfer it from there to your account. I see. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. <coughs> uh, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks. I think you've just thrown more light into crypto for me. So, what are other ways you think? Like, what are other money making? Like, how can people apart from the nine to five jobs, if you want to be enterprising or you know, how can they make money outside their nine to five jobs? I think for me, I think other uh, you know safe ways to 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 um, make money will be like obviously you can set up like a brokerage account mm-hmm. and invest in what you call what we call dividend stocks mm-hmm. that will pay you dividends each month. Mm-hmm. You know they don't it will not pay you an income right away and a substantial amount of income right away, mm-hmm. but over time as you're building your wealth. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it will get to the point where that dividend income you're making mm-hmm. turns into regular income. Mm-hmm. I know a few people that actually have been doing this for close to 20 years. Mm-hmm. They started off in investing gradually in stocks mm-hmm. that were paying them dividends, dividends, dividends. They mm-hmm. were doing it for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And after that, within 20 years, they had so, so much coming in that they just ended up quitting. Yeah, I agree with you. I think when it comes to because some of those companies will also give you um what's it called? They'll give you like additional shares. Like mm-hmm. when they don't pay dividend, they give like common stock. Is it common? What is it called? Something, something. They'll give maybe two for one or one for two. I think they they call them um they will split. If so, if you had the stock for a while, mm. depending on if the company how the company is doing well, they yeah. will split the stock. Yeah. They do a stock splits. Right. You know. Yeah. Like I know, I was invested in uh, Apple a few years ago. Wow, man! Apple right now is so expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember four years ago, I had four shares of Apple, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, I got word that they were splitting the stock into four, oh. four shares. So if out from that one share, say if it was a hundred dollars, they will split it into four mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. So that one share of a hundred dollars will turn into twenty five dollars, but it to be four shares, shares okay. you know. But over time, the stock grows, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So now the shares that initially had it at the price that initially had it at four years ago mm-hmm. has now jumped up jumped to up. the current price that right. it is now. Right. Right. So. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I know stock is, is really good. I remember growing up, my dad had Nigerian breweries. And I think a lot of people those days, um, you know, bought Nigerian breweries a lot. IPO. Is that what it, I know? I don't know much about Nigeria and investments in Nigeria. The only thing I know about when it comes to investing in Nigeria is purchasing real estate. Oh, you know? I see. But even that, real estate now is a good investment. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was going to be the next angle I was going to ask. So real estate, 
how can one invest in it? I mean, it's, interest rates are so high right now and down payment. Like, how do you even go about investing in real estate if you wanted to? Yeah, right now it's, it's really challenging now. If, if you're talking about investing here in America, it's, it's, it's a challenge now because interest rates, like you said, are extremely high. Uh, the market is right now is not conducive for for home homeowners, homeowners you yeah, know homeowners. but you know the good beauty about real estate is that you know nothing ever stays stagnant mm. for forever mm-hmm. things eventually yeah. change right. where things become more of a buyer's market mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i think if one is patient enough mm-hmm. time things will, will turn, over. turn, turn around, around and okay. you'll be able to invest Okay. Um, like when we first bought our, our house, um, it was the t- initially the when we f- were first jumping into the market, mm-hmm. <coughs> it wasn't conducive yet at that time. Mm-hmm. But when things started turning around, mm-hmm. that's when we decided to jump in and mm-hmm. purchase a house. At that time, interest rates were down, mm-hmm. you know. And even as they were down at that point, mm-hmm. our interest rate, my interest rate was still a little high. But over time, able to I was able to refinance. Right. So. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's good. So, I think, so, um, I met you. So, another question I had was, for instance, knowing that real estate, um, like we just finished discussing, is quite expensive to buy here. Is this smart to invest back home in Nigeria where, you know, we don't have that real estate challenge and then... You know, we don't have that real estate. We don't have that interest rate challenge. And maybe real estate is a bit cheaper back home. Is it wise to invest? I, back I home? think it it depends on who you're you're doing business with. I think with Nigeria, you just have to be very sharp because with Nigeria things, you know, if you're not careful, you know, someone can can scam you, scam you, or you know. And you give them your money, then that money will not see your brake light anymore mm-hmm. to just disappear. Mm-hmm. So I think with Nigeria, yes, there 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 are opportunities to invest in Nigeria, mm-hmm. um, but it's just knowing um, the right people and the, the right connections, and um, okay. um, and that's it really. I mean, I don't have a, I personally don't have a problem in, in real mm-hmm. investing in real estate in Nigeria. It's just like I said, knowing the right people and. Mm-hmm. Knowing who to give your money to. Um, so, Amaka, what other questions do you have? Um, no, I think for me, just like one of the things that when I first came to America, that was like culture shock was like credits and your mm. credit score. So I was like, okay, so if you could share with us how important credit score is in America and like ways to basically like boost your credit score because i know that it took me a while to like build my credit and i know yeah so if you can first tell us like why is credit important what's think, the big deal with credit i think credit i think for you know as especially as you get older i think credit is based one of the lifelines to building wealth okay yeah, you know <coughs> because without credit you can't get a loan for a house mm-hmm can't get loan for a car mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and even some jobs some jobs especially within the bank mm-hmm. you can't even or even even government jobs mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. if your credit is not good, it's not good. They, won't you they won't they will not hire you right. there are positions in my company right now no, look at that thing. Mm-hmm. Xavier, stop 
there are positions mm-hmm. at my company right now that mm. if your credit is really bad mm-hmm. with major issues mm-hmm. they will never hire you because oh, really? they will see that as a um that oh, they check your credit uh, yes really? they check, check? not check? for all positions not for all oh, positions okay, within bank some positions within the bank you know so yes, credit is really important and um in terms of building credit thanks for that um, for yeah that so i was just gonna add in terms of building credit you know i think one of the key ways to build credit is always Mm-hmm. Paying your bills on time, mm-hmm. not spending mm-hmm. beyond your means mm-hmm. that's number two, and not exceeding your credit limits. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I've learned over the years is to never try to spend over 30% of my credit limit because yeah, yeah, yeah. when you start exceeding yeah. that, yeah. most credit companies will look at that as a, as a concern, yeah. and that can affect your credit score. Mm-hmm. And also, when it comes to also building credit, it's not ju- it's not always about just paying your bill mm-hmm. on time, mm-hmm. but it's also about making multiple payments towards your balance. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? So basically, if you they send you, if, okay, if you have a bill that's due today, yeah, and you're okay, I'm gonna pay my bill that's due today. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make the minimum payment mm-hmm. due today. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But what most credit companies like to see is people making. M- consistent, consistent payments, payments and multiple payments towards mm. what they owe because mm-hmm. it shows that you're actually trying to pay off your balance mm. so what what i do personally is mm-hmm. if i have a bill that's due this next month for say a thousand dollars instead of me paying that one thousand at mm-hmm. next month mm-hmm. i pay multiple payments of that okay. with uh, within the within the, that Payment period. Within that payment period. So mm-hmm. I could pay like 300 today, mm-hmm. 400 today, 200 today. Mm-hmm. I mean, 200 the next day, this that day. So it shows that I'm paying multiple payments, making multiple payments. Okay. And all that adds to what's building your credit. Oh, <coughs> that's one of the tricks I've learned in building credit. Okay. Oh, that's that's okay. good to know because that's normally I just like to get it over and done. So, yeah. but it's yeah. Good yeah, I would always recommend. Yes, you can do that, but if you want to build, elevate it even higher, mm-hmm. make multiple payments all at once. Okay. So that they see that, because everything that you're doing is recorded. Mm-hmm. All your payments are pre-recorded. So as you're making your payments, they're recording three payments, three payments here all at once within a month, mm-hmm. showing that you're making payments towards your balance. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's that's good to know. You know. Um, so I think let's bring it back because I think we've been talking generally like as Christians, why do we need like what's the importance of you know having good savings culture? I don't know if Jesus is there anywhere in the Bible where it talks about savings or investing. I don't know. It talks about um, putting your money in your treasure in heaven where right. more you know. I don't know if that's. I think and one thing about and, and the one thing that Pastor Paul said on the, on the I think it was the last or service or two services ago that really struck me says jesus wants your worship mm. not your not wallet your, we wallet, wallet. you know and i think that's really i say i think as far as as us christians we tend to get carried away with money mm. and not and forgetting the ultimate price yes. which is heaven yeah. Yeah. so it's having that balancing act yes mm. we do need to save but we also have to remember why we're saving and also you know Mm-hmm. Where we 
where we're going eventually. It shouldn't be all about, oh, my ultimate goal is just to save, save, save money. Okay, after you're retired or you pass away, where's, where are you going? Is that money going to follow you to heaven? No. So you should have that balance. And also, as you're doing it, carry God along with you. You know? And I think for me personally, as I'm saving, my ultimate goal is to eventually save enough money to retire where I eventually can then use my free time to help others and volunteer my time. So it's not just about, oh, I'm saving for retirement and I'm selfish, you know, I can I can I'm moving to Nigeria and that's it. I'm going to enjoy my life and balance and, and that's it. Nothing else beyond that. There's an end goal in mind. There's an end goal. The kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important, honestly. When it comes to money, like you said, a lot of times it's just, we just want to work, work, work. You know, we don't have time for the things of God. Um, but it's good to work, 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 you know. But having that savings, we're able to, be able to do much more, you know, for the kingdom of God when you eventually retire. So what age is the ideal age to retire? Yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. I know federal age is like 65. I think the federal age, I, from what I understand, they want to increase it to 70, 67. They want to give our money more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... That's all I can think about. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I did, ideally, I would want to retire at 55. Oh. There are some 70 year olds that are still working, you know. Yeah, but most of those folks that, that work, like, you know, that work beyond that are doing it because they just want to do it. They just that's true. That's you true. Know. A lot of people retire from, like, from even my company. They, like, look for something else, like mm-hmm. consulting. Like, just... They just do it because they just need something to do, to do on the background. Yeah, that's true. Oh, man, I hear of those um, Californian people, like, Californian um, software engineers who retire like, 35, 40. I'm like, man... Mm-hmm. They sell their companies, retire, and just you know take life easy. That's 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 a dream. Yeah, anyway, man. thank you so much, Amichi, for coming. Yeah, it's thank a, you. <laughs> a good it's and good bubbly event. and chaotic and fantastic everything episode. I don't know. <laughs> I hope you guys thank enjoy. You, thank you to our visitors <laughs> that do not yeah, show their face. Thank you so much, Amichi. <laughs> Our visitors that show their face. I'm sure you hear the voices in the background. I will probably try and put a clip of you know. Some of the um, what's it called <laughs> behind the scenes yeah. <laughs> things, yeah. But well, thank you so much for watching. We appreciate you. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, thank you for watching. So please like, subscribe, share, comment. We hope that you have learned a lot from this episode. Give us your feedback. We appreciate you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. And let's know if you want us to have a part two of this with, with Amechi coming back to give us <laughs> thank know, you. more info, more details. Yeah, yeah. thank so. you. We'll set we'll set to at the after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank right, you yeah. so much. Thank have you. a blessed day. All bye. right, bye bye.